0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth, and NetHealth is committed to helping you maintain strong relationships with your patients. They have the Redoc Patient Portal, which provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients. You can video conference for telehealth. You can provide secure messaging, share documents and photos, and view health information and appointments. Patients have 24-7 secure online demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages. To learn more, contact them at redoc at nethealth.com, or you can click on the link in the show notes for this episode at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. All right, on to today's episode. So I know that there are tons of new graduates out there uh, that have just graduated from physical therapy school, physical therapist assistant school. And so this episode could not be more timely. I am so happy to have on the podcast this week, Elizabeth Santos. She is an Australian physical therapist, naturopathic practitioner, and author of New Graduate's Guide to Physiotherapy. Elizabeth completed her Bachelor of Physiotherapy at the University of South Australia in 2006, then went on to work across a range of clinical areas. During her career, Elizabeth became curious about the pervasive burnout she saw in the profession, so she spent seven years reading literature on the subjects of injury, attrition, and burnout in physiotherapy. Elizabeth has written an academic style of book that is full of the latest research to guide new physical therapists and is designed to be a supplementary text for final year students and new and recent grads, so it's just perfect. The book covers key areas of clinical interest for new graduates, including how to successfully gain employment, find a mentor, understand insurance, and medico-legal requirements, build relationships with clients and colleagues, and learn how to work through professional challenges as they arise. Elizabeth's intention is to help new graduate physiotherapists truly thrive in those first years of clinical practice and beyond. And Elizabeth also, as generously, has a 10% off code for her new graduate's guide to physiotherapy book, all you have to do is put in HWS podcast to get that 10% off. Plus, if you go to her website, she you can also get a chapter of the book for free. And all of this information is in the show notes for this episode at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So this episode, we discuss are new graduates prepared for clinical practice, why new graduates are Most at Risk for Burnout, The Signs and Symptoms of Burnout, and of course, her book, New Graduate Guide to Physiotherapy, Avoid Burnout and Thrive in Clinical Practice. So a huge thank you to Elizabeth for coming on the podcast. And for all of you new graduates or soon to be new graduates, uh, enjoy this episode. I think you'll get a lot out of it and definitely look into Elizabeth's book. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the podcast, all the way from Australia. I'm so happy to have you on the program. Thank you for having me. And now, a couple of weeks ago, this is just for the listeners. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Tevana Boggs on burnout and physical therapy. And she was talking about some of the clients that she works with. And we were sort of centering the talk around people who are 12 to 15 years out of physical therapy school, they've been practicing for a long time. So today we're taking a different take on burnout. So today we're gonna be talking about uh, avoiding burnout as a new graduate. And Elizabeth has written a book, New Graduate's Guide to Physiotherapy, Avoid Burnout and Injury and Build Resilience and Thrive in Clinical Practice. So we are gonna talk about burnout with new grads because sadly, it's a thing, right? It is. It it's is. It's a thing. It's a thing. So- and, and I wish it weren't, but it's a thing. So go. So talk about why you took the steps to write this book in the first place. Thank you for the introduction. And look, firstly,
1: I. I want to say it's a really exciting time to be a new graduate. Uh, I think there's so much opportunity for new graduates and for physiotherapists right now, particularly. Uh, I... I wrote this book last year. It was published. It really was the culmination of lots of reading and research over many, many years. It actually took me seven years to put it all together from the moment I started taking notes um, in the clinic one day, um, just on some letterhead. And I thought, oh, you know, what's, what's going on here? What's happening in the profession? I was curious about the burnout that I saw and also attrition. So, physiotherapists leaving the profession because they were feeling unhappy or not really wanting to continue for some reason. I actually looked into some research on this and found a study from Curtin University in Perth, Western Australia, and that study showed that up to 65% of the participants interviewed who were new graduates anticipated leaving within uh, 10 years, it was. So I thought what's going on here? You know, why is this so high and what can we do about that?
0: I mean, that does seem very high. So they, they've just graduated and they already have the plans to get out of the profession.
1: Yes, it was quite an alarming study and I've seen it, uh, those results actually communicated at conferences since and people bringing it up as a, as a real talking point. Within the same study, they found that, uh, 25% 25% of participants predicted a long-term career in physiotherapy. So there were some people who were saying, you know, I am going to stick this out and I do see this as a long-term plan, but not, not as many as you'd expect at that point in their studies. You'd be expecting them to come out fresh and excited and ready to take on the world.
0: And what do you feel that it is a lack of readiness. Um, are they not ready for clinical practice? Are they not ready for the real world? Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great question because that's also something
1: that's been looked at in the literature a lot in Australia, particularly. You know that sense of our physiotherapists actually ready to step into the uh, into the real world and step into their shoes as a as a clinician. You know we try to make sure that physical therapists have adequate clinical placements and exposure to different areas of physiotherapy because we know that helps them to make decisions about their career pathway you know they've got that knowledge to draw on when they're choosing their first job or their second job but there are other things that can help physiotherapists prepare And feel job ready. So some of the things that have been highlighted in Australian research were that physios who have, as students, had experience in sporting teams or had additional training in radiology. So people who've, you know, gone on to study and look at scans in a bit more detail have had uh, good experiences with that and that's inspired them to go on and perhaps work in orthopedics or musculoskeletal physiotherapy, we've also found that practising, building supportive relationships with colleagues but also with other professionals so whether that's social workers or psychologists or doctors and other allied health professions that's that's become something that's really big Um, and there's lots of research behind that now as well Um, and just you know starting to think about which areas might interest you and what professional development you're going to go down uh, or which pathway you're going to go down once you graduate and there's more and more internships which are becoming available to, which are privately operated internships through private practices and things but yeah so there's some of the things that new graduates can do to sort of help themselves feel that little bit more prepared and job ready.
0: And so what I'm hearing is You know, getting some inspiration from your placements, getting inspiration. And and that can come from different places, right? That can come from a mentor. Like, do they mention finding a good mentor, whether that be uh, within your uh, institute, your educational institution, or outside of within the profession? Does that help with burnout? So there is
1: some research to show that mentoring actually helps not only the new graduates, so the fresh physiotherapists coming through, but it actually helps the more experienced ones as well. It helps them to develop a sense of meaning in their work. So finding the right mentor is really crucial. And I think for new graduates and and for students really, you know, they've got that mentoring inbuilt beautifully in the undergraduate training program so they've got these really inspiring highly qualified highly skilled therapists teaching them taking them through step by step and it's it's a really important relationship but then when they become a new graduate they suddenly lose that sense of being protected by the university you know they're out in the real world it's it's like leaving home for the first time you know it's a little bit scary being out in the world and then they've got to find mentors in other ways and so there's two ways that you can go about finding a mentor and one is to have a mentor who's actually got really more of a vested interest in seeing you succeed so they're the ones who are probably your employer because mm-hmm. they're going to want to see you grow and they want to see you help clients and they want to see you do the best that you can because it's going to be beneficial for you and it's going to be beneficial for the practice. But then there are other people who become mentors in your life because they've got some sort of interest in seeing you thrive as well. So it might be someone who's a family member who's a physical therapist or someone who's been an educator but then you've formed a relationship that's perhaps endured even outside the university, which does happen too with different pra- training programs and things. So I guess it is it is a really important piece of the puzzle and something that new graduates uh, can you know definitely look into and and find someone who's going to help them and support yeah. them?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and one thing that uh, I found very interesting from a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago uh, about sort of helping new graduates find a roadmap for their career is uh, to really be very clear on what your vision or what your individual mission statement is. Um, and, And it's hard, right? You really have to do some soul searching and find out what is your mission statement. And this is from Tracy Blake. She is a physiotherapist in Canada. And she suggested that everyone have a mission statement and that that mission statement should not have jargon in it. It should not have physical therapy jargon, right? So you wanna try and find what your mission is, even as a new graduate, write your mission out repeat it over and over again, tell it to people so that it becomes real. And I think that will help you gravitate towards the right mentor.
1: Fantastic. I really love that. That's a great idea and something that's really practical that the listeners who are tuning into this podcast can actually sit down and do. And it's, is it aligns with something that I read a while ago about new graduates and is actually in the book and I can't find the source unfortunately but it was to picture your list in two years time and work towards it now so if you can actually start you know that sense of who do I want to work with what kind of clients really light me up you know who do I feel called to serve and being okay with that changing over time as well and knowing that through different phases of your life it it may uh, it may morph a little and that's okay uh, it was actually an experienced physiotherapist I've just had a flash of the face mm-hmm. where that quote came from uh-huh. so um, I can't give him credit by name but um, but that's fine. He'll know when he listens to him,
0: uh-huh. but it was like, <laughs> that it yes. was him. Yeah. And I always find that, um, I love that you said it may change and morph over time because I think what gives people a lot of stress is that when you graduate, like let's say you say, I'm going to work with children. This is what I want to do. I know it. This is, this is going to be my life's work. And then you start to work and you're like, you know, I kind of like working with athletes. I kind of like Mm. working with pregnant moms, moms Mm -hmm. moms-to-be, right? And I think to avoid some burnout and avoid some guilt, you have to give yourself permission to change because if you don't, I feel like you're carrying this baggage with you and can't that also contribute to burnout, especially if you're a year or two out and you're like, oh, wait a second. This isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. I kind of like doing this, but I said I was going to do this. Now I guess I have to do it. Mm, Right? I'm sure you've heard that before.
1: Absolutely. And so knowing that the path will unfold step by step, job by job, and you may not be in the same role for 20 years if that doesn't feel aligned for you, and that's okay. And it's that sense of knowing and trusting, which yeah, is just something that you cultivate over time and have to feel confident in. But it's hard in the beginning because I've heard a lot of new graduates say to me that they're concerned that if they take this first job in aged care or if they take this first job in musculoskeletal private practice, then they're locked into that, you know, and there's no way out and there's no and what if they want to change their mind and do this? And Quite often, it's me then encouraging them just to make a decision. And I never, uh, you know, I never really help anyone to make a decision. I just help them to sort of look inside themselves and make lists of the things that light them up. And like we've discussed, so that mission statement kind of idea is going to help them find the right path and and then reconcile that and, Mm. you know, and back themselves and go for it.
0: Yeah. I think that's great advice. And Now, in the book, um, you also say that burnout, as we are talking about, is an issue for new physiotherapists, right? So we talked about some things that maybe they can do, but let's back it up. Why are they at risk for burnout if they haven't even started? Mm,
1: good question, because burnout is something that we know about, and we 've all talked about we 've heard about it we 've read articles there's a huge body of research looking at burnout among nurses and doctors and psychologists and there is a relatively smaller but growing body of research about burnout in physiotherapy too, and we know it 's because there's parallels between those professions and because physiotherapists are indirect patient care really the with clients every day uh, lots of different people from all walks of life and there's lots of different social and um, psychosocial elements that go along with that but on top of the therapeutic relationship that you're building with clients and all of those things new graduates are juggling seeing more clients than before as well. So they might've been able to, to cope with seeing and processing, you know, the pain or the stories of three or four patients in one day. But then when they've got to do that for 20 or in some hospital environments, And clinics even more than that with classes and things you know it can take its toll and so navigating that professional work environment and even for physiotherapists you know navigating their own personal processing of that can be mental load and it can add up to um to burnout so I guess we can we can also hypothesize that new graduates are really trying to put their best foot forward too. And they want to work really hard and they want to be as good as they can for their employer. So they're going to be at risk a little bit there too.
0: Yeah. So it's a lot of external and internal pressures. Yes. That kind of happen all at once, right? You graduate and all of a sudden, boom, you've got all of these pressures from the outside and how do you deal with that mentally and emotionally? And it, it almost makes me think that there should be, and maybe there are, I don't know, um, sort of mental health support groups for new graduates so that they can, almost like an Alcoholics Anonymous, right? So they can they can go yeah. in and and discuss the things that are causing them to have these feelings of burnout. I don't know if that exists. Do you know? Is that a thing? It doesn't. To my knowledge, but it sounds like a great idea.
1: You know, right? <laughs> uh, just that that community. And look, I think there are some communities on Facebook that we mm-hmm. possibly don't know about because we're not new graduates. Yeah, very And and I do know of some student association groups, and um, and we certainly have some great. Uh, new graduate programs through the professional association in Australia in in terms of building those uh, support networks in. So, you know, that's up and coming as well, which is really exciting. Uh, It's definitely a growth area.
0: Awesome. All right. So let's talk about what are the signs of burnout? So signs of burnout, let's say if you're the new grad, or let's say you're Someone like me who's been out for quite some time can I see these signs of burnouts in new graduates so go ahead yes
1: you can definitely see signs of burnout in people and i think it's important to differentiate signs and symptoms just like you would if you were you know a medical practitioner or even as physiotherapists we we do look at those things separately so the signs would be seeing that reduced employee engagement so perhaps loss of enthusiasm for new projects or for jobs that you're given perhaps less willingness to contribute uh, a sense of lack of transparency around how you're really feeling or what's really going on for you. So quite often new graduates will try and hide their emotions a little bit or hide that vulnerability and just put, you know, hold their chin high and keep going instead of being honest about where they're actually at. If we look at symptoms, they're actually the things that You're feeling as a physiotherapist. So, whether you're a new graduate or an experienced physiotherapist, they're going to be quite similar. So, there will be things like fatigue, perhaps it's going to be different for everyone, but you might get headaches, or you might feel nauseous at work, or you might have a sinking feeling or that sense of dread about going to work. For some new graduates I've spoken to, they've even been in tears in the car going into their job uh, in in extreme cases where they're feeling not supported in their workplace or they're feeling like they want to quit or leave that particular role so it's actually coaching people through those feelings those emotions because they're the symptoms that you actually that manifest in the body but then there are the signs which are those those bigger picture things which people on the outside looking in tend to see If we look a little bit deeper, we can actually look at some of the research around this and look at the validated tools which have been used to, you know, assess the the burnout in society. So particularly in the health professions, the Maslach Burnout Inventory has been used. And this is a 22 item outcome measurement tool, which takes about 10 or 15 minutes to complete and it's been considered the gold standard since it was created in the 1980s. It's obviously been updated since then and there are now five different inventories which are used across different settings and they're used in the research a lot because they contain some great questions which respondents can answer. So things like I feel used up at the end of the day and you you would score that with never being a zero through to every day being a six and there's different subsets within the outcome tool so you can score each subset or each part of it and what it does is it actually provides some information for people who are looking at burnout in different populations and it helps to categorize them into three Distinct categories. So the first one is emotional exhaustion, which is where physical therapists become depleted and they might be starting to feel a bit fatigued or some of those symptoms I mentioned. And this then leads to that second stage of burnout, which is called depersonalization, in which the physiotherapist stops empathizing as well as they normally would, and they might even start to become detached from their clients or show signs of cynicism, which is unfortunately not a good sign as a practitioner. If you're, you know, having a dig at clients or mocking them in some way, um, it's yeah it's a sign of burnout and then that third stage is reduced personal accomplishment. so for new graduates this might look like you know compromised standards of care a reduced sense of personal achievement them starting to wonder if they're even a good physio at all if they even know anything at all and that kind of ties in with the imposter syndrome uh, and you know that sense of being a fraud which I talk about in the book as well but these are all things that you can look at if these uh, signs are starting to emerge and take some action, talk it through,
0: find some strategies. And uh, I was just thinking as an employer, is this, let's say doing this, the Maslach burnout inventory, giving this to your employees, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I can a great question I can't yeah. quite put my finger on that on that note we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Net Health, helping you maintain strong relationships with your patients. The Redoc patient portal provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients. Conduct virtual visits and have follow-up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24/7 secure on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages. Video conferencing for telehealth, secure messaging, share documents and photos, and view health information and appointments. To learn more, contact them at redoc at nethealth.com. It could go
1: either way, couldn't it? It could, right? It could go either way. And sometimes just sitting down and having those honest conversations and... And actually, you don't, you don't necessarily need to ask your employees if they're feeling burnt out, but you can check in on engagement and check in on, you know, are they feeling inspired? Do they have enough to work on? What kind of clients do they want to be working with? Looking at the personal mission statement stuff, sharing wins, you know, that's a big one, uh, that sense of positivity. And that's something we do in the clinic a lot as a team, which is
0: fantastic. That is fantastic, and and I I would imagine that all of that just becomes, just gives that new graduate especially a sense of being taken care of. Um, we spoke a little bit beforehand, and we talked about the word comfort. So I can't I can only imagine if you're the employer, if you're the more experienced, even if you're not the employer, even if you're the more experienced physical therapist in the clinic or in the hospital, and you're just checking in with people on a weekly basis, ask them, how are you doing? How can I help? What do you need help with? Are you stuck? I can only imagine that it would give, because I know when people check in on me, it does give me a sense of comfort. Like, oh, this person's in my corner. This is great.
1: Yes. It's just that caring approach that we have to our clients that we need to then reflect out into the world, you know, for our team and checking in on people is a beautiful way to do that. And then extending that care to ourselves as well. So going, am I okay? Actually, no, I'm not. What, what's going on for me? What do I need to do about that? How can I take responsibility for mm-hmm. changing that with the support of my employer?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So again, we go back to having that both internal and external check-in, which seems yes. to be a theme here. Okay. Yes. So we, what other big issues do new graduates face at the moment? So just so people know, we are recording this. It is in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And there are changes in health systems, changes all around the world. How will new grads be affected by this? I
1: think there is a level of uncertainty about the impact of COVID-19 across the board at the moment. And we can hypothesize that the current situation is going to impact on physiotherapists who are final year students who are graduating out into the world. They're going to be unsure about what's available for them, You know where they're going to be needed. Certainly clinical placements are going to be impacted by this at the moment. And this is something that I know in Australia, we're working really hard on um, the Australian Physiotherapy Association um, as part of their advocacy role, which is wonderful. Just protecting those and making sure that we've got those roles for physiotherapy students and that they're getting all the experience they need because they do need that experience. I think we're going to see some really positive things in terms of the workforce because we're going to see more jobs. So it's actually a really positive time and a really exciting time to be a new graduate physiotherapist. So, if you can look at that and think, you know, we are going to need physiotherapists in key roles in assessment and treatment of injury, both in the community, in the hospital setting, helping to increase or um, facilitate discharge, I should say, and making sure that, you know, clients are actually, or patients are leaving the hospital system in due course. You know, we really need those beds and the, the staff to be looking after people who Um, of all walks you know they're still going to be in the hospital system but yeah really we need physiotherapists on the front line as essential workers. We're seeing a huge uptake in telehealth at the moment which is also really exciting and that's because of the social distancing policies that have been put in place. While clinics and hospitals remain open some people are still having services in those clinics and in the hospitals but there is a a large movement towards the telehealth sphere. So this is something really exciting that new graduates can learn about and put into their toolkit for use now and into the future as well.
0: I don't see telehealth uh, going away when social distancing rules are lessened. So I think as a new graduate, it is really exciting to be able to have so many options and Because of the pandemic All of these people who are who are sick and and who are recovering They're going to need our help. You know, like you said, we we are essential And I think that as a new graduate That really at this point. Yes, it's there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's uncertainty across the board but Mm -hmm. I don't think that uh new graduates have to be in great despair at the moment. I understand, you know, those final year students who, like you said, are trying to get their clinical placements, which is all over the place, and just graduate, for God's sakes, um, are having a lot of stress at the moment. But I agree. I think that physical therapists or physiotherapists are in a unique position here to really show our skills and be part of the team. Earlier, you mentioned being part of the team of physicians and nurses and doctors and psychologists. I mean, we are going to be an essential part of that team. So hopefully, if the research shows that being part of a team helps with burnout, it'll help with our new graduates now.
1: Absolutely. And there are those vulnerable groups and vulnerable patients who are really going to need the support that physiotherapists have to provide and and anyone in the community who's wanting to keep their exercises going and do those online classes and all of those opportunities which are unfolding. It's a great,
0: it, it's a great and exciting time to be part of the profession. I, I can't agree more. And now, how can new graduate physios keep confident, and keep positive right now. We've said, hey, it's, you know, it's not like it's a horrible time to be a a PT, but how can they keep confident, positive, and take care of themselves? So that sense of reassurance I'd like to really
1: impart, you know, just for new graduates to keep taking care of themselves. It's those simple things that they can do, like making sure that they keep their nutrition up and exercise and really try and inspire themselves at the moment and look after themselves and get plenty of sleep and those basic things which are useful for anyone to be honest because we all need to be practicing good sleep hygiene keeping off our phones you know or having some boundaries around social media and the news and just looking for jobs, getting support with looking for jobs if they're in that phase, reaching out to a mentor, uh, debriefing if they've just started in a new role this year, so making sure that if things feel overwhelming or if they're unsure that they're asking for help and that they're asking questions and that they're supporting their teammates as well. You know, every country is going through lots of changes and there are some really sad and heartbreaking things happening in the world and we can't, look away from those and we can't ignore them, but we can still keep moving forward as individuals and as a profession and feel hopeful about the role that we have to play.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that was very well said. Now, Elizabeth, let's talk. Can you talk a little bit about the, talk more about the book? Thank you.
1: I am really excited to reach as many new graduate physios who need this reassurance and this support. The people who are looking for that sense of comfort or unsure about which role is right for them. So it's a mentor in your pocket style of book, which has an academic undertone. So there's lots of research in there, but then there's some light and funny comics which I had commissioned as well to kind of make it a little bit more enticing to read so it wasn't dry because if it's too evidence heavy it can sometimes be hard to to sift through but our physiotherapists are good at that yes and and it's it's designed to help you navigate all of the tricky areas as a new graduate. So things like negotiating a contract, building therapeutic relationships with clients, how to find the right mentor, how to choose professional development. So what you should be doing versus what your employer perhaps thinks you should be doing or you know based on your mission statement I think is a good way to choose PD but it also talks about the highs and the lows that you might experience and the mistakes that you'll probably make which are part and parcel of being a physical therapist and then how to put all of that together and sort of trust the journey as it unfolds and build resilience over time and I it's written in the third person, so, as I said, in that sort of academic tone, but then there are some simple questions, journal prompts at the end of each chapter that you can workshop as well, and that I'm happy to support people through because I think it helps to have that self-reflection and actually to write some things down and go, what is working for me and what's not, and what am I having trouble with here? So. Uh, it's designed to help them kind of workshop it, and and for it to be a little bit like a Bible for that first year or two. So if they have a really rough day, they can actually go home and flick it open to that chapter and go, okay, what happened here? What could I do differently? How could I learn from perhaps some of the mistakes that are talked about in the book? You know, and how can I integrate this and and move forward and get the best outcome for myself and for the client, for the practice, for um, the team, if I'm in a hospital or wherever I might be.
0: Nice. So it's, it's more than just a one read and done. You can go back to it and kind of use the tools in the book over and over again, which I think is great. And just for all the listeners, um, for a limited time, Elizabeth is offering a 10% discount on her book when you use the code HWSpodcast at checkout. And we'll have her website, which is elizabethsantos.com.au over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com and we'll splash it across social media. Um, so we'll make it really, really easy to do this. So again, um, the, the discount code is HWSpodcast. So Elizabeth, I've, I asked the same question to everyone at the end of each interview. And I feel like in this particular episode, it is the perfect question to end with. And that is knowing what you know now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to yourself as a new grad?
1: Oh, it's a lovely question. Funnily enough, I talked to my younger self a lot when I wrote this book because I needed her insights and I needed her stories. And she had a lot of wisdom to share, which I wove through the book and it wasn't just my experiences, it was all of the experiences of all the physiotherapists I'd ever known and spoken to. So it was a real collective of uh, wisdom an inspiration that went into the book and I'm I'm grateful for that and it's a nice moment to thank all of those people who were part of it in some way because it's created a meaningful resource but if I could go back to 2006 I would say congratulations and I know how excited I was at that time and I would probably say straight up listen you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to really want to beat yourself up about those and you're going to question the choices you've made in therapy and in your career and you won't know if you made the right choice but you'll have to back yourself and you'll have to know that you are enough and you have got a lot of knowledge to share and, you know, it's student experiences and it's life experience as well so I, I always encourage new graduates to really draw on everything they have and know that they're always going to be in some small way the expert in the room you know even if you think you don't know anything you actually do and you can draw on that that strength and that knowledge in those moments um, but I'd, I'd also really offer some words of comfort Because it's hard to know if you're doing the right thing and it's hard to know if you've made those right choices. Uh, I'd tell myself to take some regular holidays too (laughs) because I I know I didn't do that enough in my first couple of years. So um, yeah, but just knowing that you can inspire others and that you can inspire yourself um, is probably the biggest thing. And um, yeah, it's a really exciting time for all the physios out there and I hope that they can Um, find some inspiration in this podcast and in these answers thank you I'm sure they will and now Elizabeth where can people find you on social media so on social media they can find me at whole living with Elizabeth Santos which is my Facebook page. But the website elizabethsantos.com.au probably has the um, most amount of resources and it has links to my new graduate mentoring and people can connect with me through email that way. And I do actually have a free chapter of the book available if you want to jump on um, the email. You can do that and I'll send you a chapter to read and get a bit of a feel for what the book's about.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was great. And I just know that I think it will give new graduates inspiration and I think it will give new graduates a sense of comfort and of, of confidence as they go out into the world. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. This was great.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful. It's lovely to be on your show. I love your show. And so, yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you.
0: Of course, thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you so much. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. A huge thank you to Elizabeth for a great conversation. And of course, thanks to our sponsor, NetHealth. Again, if you want to maintain strong relationships with your patients, especially during these times, the Redoc patient portal provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients, conduct virtual visits, and have follow up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24 seven secure on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voicemail messages. To learn more, email them at redoc at nethealth.com. So a big thank you to NetHealth, a big thank you to Elizabeth and to all you new grads. I really hope this episode helped.